That music means it's time for Animal Talk. It's another Animal Talk Rewind going back to 2001. Our guest today, Raven Simone. She was in the Dr. Doolittle movies, and she joins us to talk about Dr. Doolittle 2. We have some fun with her. Plus, in this hour, we talk to pet psychic Barbara Morrison, and Dr. Brad has a little bit of a rant as well. So here we go. It's Animal Talk Rewind. In this hour of the show, we're talking to the animals, not just talking about the animals. That's right. We're talking to the animals. In the second half of the hour, we're going to be talking to Barbara Morrison, Animal Psychic. She's going to be here to help you understand your pet. She can do a psychic reading of your animal to tell you what's going on in your animal's head. She's the real deal, too. It's amazing. she's, She's real, yeah. And uh, also, uh, she can also tell you your past life regression. If you always always wondered what kind of animal you were in the past, she can help you with that too. So you know anything animal psychic wise, she is there. And we're also going to have an interview with Raven Simone. And what did Raven do, Brian? Uh, well, she most recently she reprised her role as Sharice uh, uh, Doolittle on Doctor Doolittle Two. Uh, that she played Eddie Murphy's daughter. That's right. So this is going to be this is going to be an interesting hour, and of course, we'll take your phone calls at one eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six, or you can email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. And you're listening to Mark, Brian, and Doctor Brad here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. Looking for a comedy club for your stand-up chameleon? Give Animal Talk a call. 1-800-PET-1886. 1-800-738-1886. Pick up the phone and give us a call so we can make your world animalogically safe and sound. And coming up later in the hour, we're going to be talking to Barbara Morrison animal psychic she can reach out and touch animals psychically and tell you what's going on in their heads and in their lives and they can also she can also talk to pets who have passed on she can help channel that so you can know um, how they're doing and what's happening and she can mm. also do past life regressions all kinds Amazing. of other stuff but now I'd like to turn the microphone over to Brian Donovan to introduce our very special guest Well, our next guest began her career as a child model in her native Atlanta, Georgia. When the family moved to New York, the prestigious Ford modeling agency signed her. In 1989, she auditioned for a part in the feature film Ghost Dad, starring Bill Cosby. Although she was too young for the role, her personality and ability for memorizing lines greatly impressed the casting directors who brought her to Cosby's attention. After meetings with the writers and producers of The Cosby Show, as well as with Cosby himself, she landed uh, the role as Olivia Kendall uh, and made her television debut in 1989. Uh, since then, she went on to star as Nicole in the top-rated series Hanging with Mr. Cooper uh, and made her uh, film debut in The Little Rascals. Also, uh, a couple real important milestones for this young actress. Um, youngest person to be signed uh, to a music contract uh, with MCA. Did you know that, Jamie? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, ambassador for Children of General Colin Powell's Children First program. She's uh, starred in uh, uh, HBO's Happily Ever After, Lifetime's Take Your Daughter to Work a special. Um, Alex Haley's uh, Queen is a young queen, and she's been on A Different World, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Sesame Street. And the list goes on and on and on and on and, and on. And this is her music in the background. And our guest... Raven Simone, welcome to Animal Talk. Oh, thank you. I have to say, that is the longest intro I've had. Oh, my God. thank you. I think you know more about me than I know. I, you know, I just paraphrase it. I mean, this just keeps going on and on and on. You know, in the, in the last 15 years, I myself have uh, dropped out of college and uh, I've had very miserable, multi, uh, really, uh, failed personal relationships. So I've, I've done a lot, too, as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Of course, uh, your latest assistant was... Um, 
reprising your role as Sharice in Dr. Do- uh, Doolittle 2. Yes. How was that? What, what kind of experience was that working with Eddie Murphy and all the critters? Um, actually, it was a real cool experience. The animals were very well trained, and um, Eddie Murphy was not. No, I'm just joking. He's <laughs> great. I mean, when the camera's rolling, he is such... Well, you see how he is, and most of the stuff that you see is improv. Um, great environment to be on, I have to say. I did not want to leave. But, you know, when the camera's not rolling, he's so professional but still cracking the jokes. It was a very cool experience. Excellent. You know, uh, uh, last week when Jamie was telling me that we were going to have you on, he said, uh, I, I thought he said anyways, he said, yeah, Raven Simone, she plays a 16-year-old, but she's actually 18. I thought you said that, Jamie. And when I went and saw the movie, I said, you know, I'll, I'll buy that the animals are talking before I buy that she's only 16 years old. Um, but you're only 15, I'm only you? 15 years old. <laughs> Does your dad have to, like, uh, uh, walk patrol around the house with a baseball bat to keep the boys away, or what? <laughs> no, the boys are pretty scared of him, so they don't come around anyway. Oh, man, I guess. Uh, you know, speaking of your dad, um, you know, not too many people would move to New York just because a talent agency said they, uh, they had a cute kid. Um, it sounds like your family has always been pretty supportive. How, how much uh, of your success do you owe to your family? All of it, pretty much. Them and Mr. Cosby. Um, if it wasn't for them... I would not, you know, be doing what I'm doing now. And um, Mr. Cosby, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be doing because he's the one who gave me my start. But, of course, if it wasn't for my parents, um, I'd still be in Atlanta, Georgia. Are they with you now? They are with me now. Actually, my dad's in the other room um, taking care of my brother. Yeah, tell him we said hi. Okay, I will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tell me about your name. How did you get the name Raven? Well, um, my parents named me Raven Simone because... The raven is the first bird that flew off the ark, but it never came back because it found land. So my my parents love that story. And Simone, oh, I don't know exactly where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't even know that about the ark. I thought it was a dove or something. Or, know, or a pelican, the, I don't know. The they dove. Send, yeah, they <laughs> send a couple of birds out first, and then that one never came back. <laughs> hey, uh, I know you're, you're only six, you're 15 now, right? Yes. Man, I still can't get that through my head. I have your birth date in front of me, and I'm counting it out on my fingers. I'm like, no, <laughs> you this, know what? this Let me tell you, work. the oldest that I've gotten is 21. Okay. So whatever you <laughs> say. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you see the original Dr. Doolittle? Do you remember that movie? Yes, I did. Really? With Rex Harrison? You saw that? Uh-huh. You know, that almost ruined the studio. Did wow. You? Yeah, it, uh, it, was, it was a huge flop. Um, and besides uh, the name, there, there's very little resemblance to uh, the original Dr. Doolittle. Um, do, do you think it's, uh, it's obviously an improved version, but uh, what do you think is the biggest, uh, the biggest contribution that the new Dr. Doolittle has over the old one? Um, I think the teens are into it much more than they would have the last one. Right, because, right. Because, um, you know, you not only have Eddie Murphy in there, and it's, oh, of course, it's because it's a comedy as well, but... Not only have Eddie Murphy in the second one, you have Little Zane, which is you know one of the <laughs> biggest rappers. Yeah, you know what I uh, you know, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but uh, I read a couple different things regarding Zane, Little Zane. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> did you have anything to do with the casting of your love interest? In <laughs> Dr. It was so funny. Let me tell you, I got on the set. I knew I was going to have a boyfriend, but I didn't like. I didn't participate in the picking or whatever, but I got on the set. They were like, well, we picked your boyfriend. I was like, oh, my goodness, I hope he's cute. I hope he's cute. Um, Let me give you the history first. Me and Zane live in the same city, and we used to run into each other at the malls, and we were like, well, we really need to work together, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was always kind of cute. Yeah, okay. okay. I had to put that in there. So uh, when we got on the set, they were like, well, who, who would be your top three choices of young, hip people today? 
And he, I think, was number two. They were like, oh, good. I was like, why you say good on his name? What's going on? What's going on? And they said, little Zane's your boyfriend. So inside, I screamed or whatever. <laughs> and then I called all of my girlfriends, and now they don't talk to me anymore. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, and what about that almost on-screen kiss? Would that have been your first on-screen kiss if it had happened? Yes, that would have been my first on-screen kiss. Me and the monkey had to talk afterwards. <laughs> what, what did you? Uh, what was your reaction when you read that part of the script? Were you like, "What? What's this all about?" <laughs> I stopped right when they said. Um, Cherise leans in for the kiss. I just stopped and said, oh, yes, I get to kiss him. <laughs> and then my dad was like, no, Raven, read on. Yeah. Like, oh, so there's there's the truth. Your dad actually had scribble marks all over the script and added his own. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Did you actually get to work with the animals? I know uh, with uh, with technology now, they can they can put anything in the, in the picture, and you don't actually have to be right there with them. But were the animals on set with you? Yes. All the animals that you see in the movie were real, except for... You know, like certain on over the shoulder shots where you know things like that. Right. But um, we used more real animals in this one than we did in the last one. I got to work with a monkey, a raccoon, um, the chameleon, the dog, and the bear. Really? Yeah. But what about okay? The chameleon you did work with. I uh, did work with. Okay, him. that's a funny little. I, I I think he's one of my favorite actors today. That little chameleon. Yeah, I think I think he should get an Emmy. <laughs> yeah. Do the animals slow down the production at all? I mean, uh, we do animal shows here, just you know, little uh, state fair things. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, sometimes the animals, you know, they're not real cooperative. These uh, were very cooperative. They were very professional. As long as they get their gummy bear after they do their little trick, their gummy cool. bear. Oh, okay. Sometimes you know, of course, the animal that doesn't listen because they get distracted. But most of the time, the tapings went very quick. Brian's pretty much the same way. You give him a gummy bear after a segment, he's he's all good to go. <laughs> See, I wish I was treated that way. They didn't give me any gummy bears, but that's okay. All right. And uh, how much of the a- animal element uh, was computer imagery? Um, I, I mean, you Probably said... Probably just the mouth. Really? That's it? And even then, sometimes, I think they got the animals kind of when they're chewing to, you know, kind of talk. But... It's it's less technology, and the technology you do, you can't even tell. You know, I think that makes a difference because as good as computer graphics are these days, uh, a real animal's face, um, there's something endearing to that that you really can't get through computer graphics, and I imagine that's why they, they, they mm-hmm. did that. Definitely. Do you have any pets of your own? I do. I have two chinchillas, and I have a big briard. Really? Yes. Do you, do you train your dog? I don't. I just give him love. Oh, and um, take him out, so he better love me because I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So here you are, Sharice Doolittle, who talks to the animals. You don't even train your own dog? Nothing but love. <laughs> Nothing but love. All they need is love. All right, your latest CD is uh, uh, titled Undeniable. Yes. And you did tour with NSYNC. I did tour with NSYNC. Did you have to keep those boys in line or what? What happened? No, actually they were really good. <laughs> really? They played. They play a lot of basketball. They had their own basketball court and everything. Really sweet people. And it was funny because I knew them like before they were in sync. Mm-hmm. They used to perform in Orlando because that's where they came from. And I did a performance with them before, so it was real cool. Excellent. Was that just a private label deal that you did? It actually was my own record label. Was it this? Huh? Bounce. Bounce is the one I liked off of it. Oh, Bounce? Oh, yeah. thank you. That's the one I was digging off of it. Oh, I, li- I listened to a couple of the tracks, yeah. but this is the one I liked. Oh. I was like, wow, she's good enough to get kicked out of Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that one. Thank you. Uh, speaking of uh, of 
child stars here. Um, you know, after ending a, a, a famous TV show, the Cosby Show, uh, if you were to follow the script of a lot of child actors, you'd get caught up in drugs and all sorts of uh, negative things. Mm-hmm. What keeps you on the straight and narrow? Why are you so productive in, uh, in all these new projects every, every minute? I have to say it's definitely my friends and family. They keep me very grounded because if they see one spark, just I, I hardly ever like flare up of you know that attitude of usually you see stars with oh, I'm the best or whatever mm-hmm. you know the the ego or whatever. But if I if they even think they see a spark, <laughs> they don't they don't tolerate. Oh, that. they just get you right back in line, eh? They get me right back in line. And you know I was born I was raised in Atlanta, and so I, I grew up there. I never really lived lived in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, that probably keeps you out of a lot of trouble, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's hear it. Uh, is there going to be uh, Dr. Doolittle 3? Me and Zane are talking about it. Oh, you and yeah. Zane are talking yeah, about it. Yeah, we're talking about it, Doolittle. Just we a production think- meeting, Dad. Just a production just meeting. Pro- <laughs> just a production meeting. Yeah, <laughs> we think that we should save the world, but um, we don't know. I, I, <laughs> title, Miss Doolittle, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Exactly. We have to put the thank you very much in there. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, you know, I, I asked you earlier if you could do me a favor. Uh, by doing maybe a liner for Animal Talk? Yes. Uh, are, you, are you up to that? Yes. Okay, because uh, we heard about your ability to memorize lines. Uh-huh. Just at the drop of a hat, you can memorize something. Just uh, You're just unbelievable from yes. what we hear. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes, 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 I am unbelievable. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, um, so the liner is going to be, uh, we'll produce this later. Okay. Uh, and Jamie's going to say uh, something like, uh, what does Raven Simone of Dr. Doolittle 2 have to say about Animal Talk? And then your line, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Mark? If you call me Ramon one more time, you I can't even say it. <laughs> All right. Come on. Okay, no, no. One more time. We can, uh, okay, we can one do more this time. later. Yeah, go ahead. Mark, if you call me Ramon one more time, you'll be eating your next cheeseburger through a straw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, of course, that's because uh, Mark uh, Hannes, he's uh, infamous, I guess, for mispronouncing uh, guest names. And, uh, yeah. And there she is. Uh, hey. Do you have your... Hey, hey, hey. I'm here, okay? I've been listening, Raven. Oh, oh, I, I love you. <laughs> they told me to say it. It wasn't my fault. Well, it is because it was. I do tend to mispronounce words every now and then, and I did say Raven Simone instead of Raven Simone. I, what know. do you mean? Mark, you introduced Ted Nugent as Led Zeppelin. I did not. Ago. You did too. You know, I have that same problem. Uh. <laughs> oh, you are quite the diplomat let me tell you these guys aren't as nice as you are nor nearly as cute so you know, that's okay <laughs> all right do you have uh do you have a website where folks can get a hold maybe join a uh, a fan club or, or get some photos of you and your your new uh your projects yeah um triple w dot r-a-v-e-n dash s-y-m-o-n-e dot com Raven Simone, thank you very much for being on Animal Talk. We know you're very busy. Good luck to you. Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. Excellent. Bye, Mark. Thanks, 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 Brian. (laughs) Thanks for setting me up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for setting me up, Brian. I appreciate it. No problem. Easy to do. (laughs) one 800 pet eighteen eighty six is the number to call. 1-800-738-1886. Pick up the phone so we can make your world animologically safe and sound. We do have open phone lines. And we're waiting to take your calls. And uh, we're also doing uh, a caller poll today because there was a news story that came out. If I can find it. Microphone's over there, dude. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm looking for the news story. 
the size of the Titanic. <laughs> Rolling Stones gather more fish. The Rolling Stones have been voted the number one band to increase fishermen's catches. Yeah. Uh, because they scare them out from under rocks. And actually, uh, the number two band was ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. And they only came in second because uh, their higher vocal tones tend to scare the uh, fish away. So it's the Rolling Stones. So the caller poll is, what is your pet's favorite song? And if you want to stay in keeping with uh, this hour's theme, have you ever had a paranormal experience <laughs> with your pet? Or if you, or, or if you want to be wacky like that, sure. And coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have Barbara Morrison, Animal Psychic, who is going to give a reading for you and your pets. So if you have a pet who needs to be psychically analyzed... Psychically, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> Pick up the phone and give us a call. Just say one 1886 That's 1-800-738-1886. We can help you out with that as well. Also, if you have any dog training questions, fish questions, reptile questions, birds, medical questions, questions of any kind, that's what we're here for, to answer all of your pet-related questions. Uh, my name is Mark the Animal Hannison. Seating immediately to my left is Brian Donovan. Mm-hmm. And immediately to his left is Dr. Brad Davis. We cover all the animal specialties. We're here for you. We're here to make your world animologically safe and sound. You also can email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. What you got there, Brian Donovan? Uh, what do you, oh, uh, psychic pets. You want to get into this? Sure, let's get into this it. Is really, this is really cool. Mark found this. Um, it's actual t- a test you can do at home to determine if your pets are psychic. Uh, here's test number one, paranormal walkies, it's called. <laughs> the objective, uh, you're going to try to send a telepathic thought to your pet. Now get a uh, pad of paper and, some, uh, and a pencil and see if he gets the message. Before language was invented, mankind may have communicated entirely by thought. Research indicates that telepathy works best on an emotional level uh, and when sensations of all the five senses are involved. So make sure to let your imagination just run free. <laughs> so, so you can tell your dog, Bring me my shoes. So here's the experiment. Uh, wait until your dog's fast asleep on the on the lounge. Uh, Come up behind him. Pook. Then take his lead into your bedroom. Uh, at a, an agreed time, ask your partner or friend to watch the dog as you sit upstairs holding the lead. Now you must imagine that you're taking your dog on a wonderful walk. Imagine the sights, the sounds, the smells of the outdoors. See in your mind's eye that your dog's having a wonderful time. Think the words, walkies, walkies, walkies. A few minutes into the experiment, your accomplice uh, should gently wake your dog. Here's Here's how you score your dog right after this. And this is Mark, Brian, and Brad here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. Is your robin trapped by the penguin? Holy phone calls, it's Animal Talk. 1-800-PET-1886 is the number to call. 1-800-738-1886. And you're listening to Mark the Animal Hannes here on the Animal Talk Radio Network, where we talk about what you do to your animals and what your animals do to you. In just a second, we're going to be talking to Barbara Morrison, noted animal psychic and our personal animal psychic here on Animal Talk. But first, let's take a couple of calls. Let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you doing today? Doing real good, thank you. What can we do for you? Well, I'm in the process of putting together a 125-gallon reef tank, and I was wondering if I was going to be able to get away without using metal halide lights. You you can, but you're going to probably be just about as expensive doing the uh, power compacts as you are going to be with the metal halides. Well, <laughs> what I was kind of thinking about doing was using building a building a hood myself, 
and using six-foot-long bulbs that I could buy at the store. Will not be nearly enough light. Not no. with a reef tank. We're talking, if I use eight of them, we're talking probably 480 watts. You want at least five or six watts per gallon, so uh-huh. I, I'm not good at doing the math that quickly. If you if you got five or six, even seven watts per gallon would be better. Uh-huh. And to make sure that you can, can you get six-foot-long atinic bulbs? Now, that's that's what I was wondering. I, I don't See, I don't think you can get the bulbs in the right colors and all those things that you're looking for because you need it to be, you know, about... Uh, about 67 Kelvin, 67,000 67, Kelvin. Well, Can you get away with a, uh, a strobe and a disco ball? <laughs> no. You know, that, that's doable. I've seen 6,500 Kelvin bulbs six foot long. Yeah, but, the, the, but you're gonna, you need to get even lower when you get into the atinic. I think the atinics are going to be closer to 47, and that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough to get, the, the, to get that kind of a light the, with the a atinic, reef tank. The atinics are the blue light, aren't they? Correct. Well, isn't it the higher you go with the uh, Kelvin rating, the more blue it is? Yeah, you're right. I'm, you're right. I did it backwards. I did okay. it backwards. I'm sorry. You're right. I did it backwards. Um, y- y- and you're going to need that very blue light. Otherwise, those those uh, zoanthia coils, corals, corals are not going to do well at all. Um, how, how blue? You know, that's. I mean, I, I was thinking 65, 6,700. I've seen them all the way up to 10,000. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to need, for that big of a tank, you're going to need as close to... Th- you're going to need a lot of wattage. You're going to, the, the thing is, the wattage is almost as, as important as the Kelvin because uh-huh. of the intensity of light you're m- matching the reef tank. Hey, let, hey, let can, me, can you put this into English for us? I mean, uh, you know, as far as 67, 6,500. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, the blue, can you compare it to like uh, Judy Garland's shoes in Wizard of Oz? Uh, not exactly. Okay. What you're looking at is in a reef tank, <laughs> you're trying to match the color of sunlight as it's filtered through seawater. Okay. And bl- the blue light is what is gets th- through the water. It's the reason the water looks blue. It's because it's the wet spectrum of light is left after the water filters out the reds and the yellows. Right. So that's why you need a blue spectrum of light because the corals actually have algae that grow inside the cells that are symbiotic with the corals. They actually feed the corals. You don't even have to feed a lot of corals anything other than light. Okay. So that's why this is so, so important. Lighting is the most important aspect of a reef aquarium. And to, and, to, and to not spend the money on this, you will have a bigger chance of failure than on anything else. This and Protein Skimmer are the two most important things to have in a reef tank. I was thinking of going Miracle Mud myself. Uh, that, that's, that'll work. That will work. The Miracle Muds will work. I, I just like the proteins better because they take less maintenance and fooling with. Uh-huh. But it depends on how much time you want to devote to it. Yeah, I've already done a lot of homework and devoting a lot of time. I still haven't made up my mind, really. You know, the, see, what the miracle mud is, is you actually take mud off the ocean floor and you grow plants in it that actually eat the waste and do biological filtration kind of like the ocean does. Uh-huh. And they work very, very well. The, the, the mud actually grows um, nitrifying bacteria that are anaerobic or non-oxygen breathing in the mud. Sure. And then the aerobic bacteria... Um, are grown on the plants, and the plants themselves actually eat the, the ammonia that are the fish waste, which are the nitrates. Would it be a good idea to use a small protein skimmer with a Miracle Mud system? I'm not quite sure. You, you may want to check with that because if you, you, if you deprive the Miracle Mud system uh-huh. of the nutrients, sure. you may be cutting down the effectiveness of that system. But you're going to need a pretty good-sized tank for the Miracle Mud itself. Uh, well, I was thinking probably 30 gallons. At least, you know, at least, at least. Gallons. Joe, I think you're on the right track. I think you just don't skimp out on the light. A couple of metal halides are not going to be that much more expensive, especially when you can start considering what it's going to cost you to put corals and live rock in this tank. Oh, that's for sure.
You know, sure. so, so don't skimp out on that, all right? Okay. All right, thanks for calling, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I, I've always preferred the uh, the aerobic bacteria because they, they were those little leg warmers. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, let's introduce our guest, Barbara Morrison. Hey, Barbara, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Thank you. Barbara Morrison is a animal psychic, and her website is? Animalstalk.com, www.animalstalk.com. Um, yes. I wonder what Barbara thinks of the psychic uh, the pet test. Well, go ahead and ask her. Okay, because we, we started this. Uh, uh, there's, there's tests that you can perform on your dog to see if your dog actually is uh, psychic. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we, we started talking about this first experiment. This is the real deal here. Um, what you do is it's an experiment where you uh, enlist the help of uh, a, an accomplice, a confederate who's going to help you with this. You take your dog's uh, leash while your dog is sleeping, and you, and you go to your room and close the door. And you think about taking your dog for a walk and having a wonderful time doing this. And you keep thinking the words, walkies, walkies, walkies. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, after a few minutes into the experiment, your accomplice should gently wake the dog up. Now, here's how you score your dog for psychic ability. You score him three points if he goes upstairs immediately to your room. Two points if he wanders around the room restlessly. And one point if he lazily goes back to sleep. Why would you give him a point for that? Well, that he actually woke up. Okay. Um, so, so what do you think of that test? I think it's, I think it's pretty neat. I think that the animals, uh, they are psychic. They do pick up our vibrations, and I think a lot of dogs would get a three. And, and I think they'd get a five if they answer back, go for a walk yourself, I'm tired. <laughs> no. So, so that's, no. that's how you can test your dog. If uh, you're thinking, wookies, uh-huh. wookies, wookies, you end up paying <laughs> yeah. for pay-per-view. Start right, oh, right. Anyway. Mark, do you feel like walking out of the studio? <laughs> no, I'm not moment. psychic then. <laughs> All right, hey, let's go to the phones. Let's go to okay. Sherry. Hey, Sherry, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Do you have a question for our psychic, Barbara Morrison? Well, I decided to ask about a different dog other than my own. Okay. He, he died or passed away about a month or two ago, and I would like to know how he's doing What what's the, where he's at. What's the dog's name? Bobo. Okay, what do you think, Barbara? Did we, we lost her. Uh, I'm sorry. I, we'll put you on hold. We'll get Barbara right back. Yeah. And uh, okay. Oh, there you are. Barbara's there, and now the caller's gone. I'm not quite sure what happened there. All right. Sorry, okay, you Barbara. Got, you got the name. She's probably listening. Did you hear that, Barbara? No, I haven't heard that yet. Okay, she didn't hear anything. The dog's name was uh, was Bobo. Bobo. And has passed away. Okay. And wants she to know, want to know what's how the dog's on. doing. Um, he's doing fine. Uh, as I feel that he passed away at a at a senior age, and um, uh, right now he's feeling very youthful, very... Hi. Okay, great. Uh-oh. What happened there? Somebody's <laughs> playing with the top lines I'm here. Right there. Okay. Uh-oh. Hold on. We're just put everybody on hold. Okay. How come we only have this problem when Barbara Morrison's on? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. She, she psychically interferes with... She th- this is starting to get creepy, because uh, usually this place runs like a Swiss watch. Yes. And um, <laughs> whenever... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Barbara Morrison comes on, and this has happened twice now, and all of a sudden we have these phone problems. Well, while we're, while we're waiting for the phone problems to be ungremlinized, let's go to Donald. Hey, Donald, welcome to Animal Talk. What can How we do you for doing? you? Good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, okay, hang on. All right, just go to a break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're li- you're listening to Mark, Brian, and Brad here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. 
from gremlins to jackasses, Animal Talk covers it all. 1-800-PET-1886. Okay, Barbara, are you there? I'm there now. Okay, now <laughs> let's see. <laughs> let's see if we can get Sherry. Sherry, are you there? I'm here. Barbara, hey. are you there? Yes, I am. Beautiful. Hallelujah. There, everyone's here. Okay. <laughs> now, Sherry, go ahead and, and do your premise again, and then Barbara, psychically do something. <laughs> I had asked a question about Bobo. Yes. Uh-huh. The dog who died. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Barbara. Psychically analyze Bobo's death. Well, um, as I feel it, Bobo died. Mark, relax. I'm having fun. Okay. Okay. He was he was quite senior. He's he's doing just fine. However, uh, and he's feeling good. Um, he spends a lot of time with Sherry still. Only uh, Sherry could probably feel it if she sits still and shuts her eyes. She could probably feel. Bobo are still around her. Mm-hmm. He loved her dearly, and they were the best of friends. And do you feel him around you? Oh, I've had dreams about him. Yeah. Well, he'll come in your dreams. He, he. Uh, did you sit in a chair and watch TV? In his chair. In a chair. Sit in a chair and watch TV. Barbara, everybody sits in a chair no. and watches TV. No, they don't. <laughs> No? They okay. could do it on the bed, sit on the sofa, sit on the floor. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not a very good qualifying <laughs> question, though, is it? <laughs> I, I see. I, it's what she's getting, okay, Brian? I, I can yeah. do this. Sherry, do you live in a house with a <laughs> door? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of vague. But I'm just keeping you honest here, it's Barbara. A, I know. Okay. That's good. Um, he, he, uh, he's by your feet, as I feel it. When, when you're at a resting time, mm-hmm. watching TV or whatever you do to rest, read a book, that type of thing, he, he's, he's fine. He really is fine. It's okay. very easy for animals to transition. Um, they just release out of the body, and, and now he's in a light body. And Sherry, uh, how old was uh, Bobo when he died? Oh, around 12 or 13. Yeah, he was a senior dog. Yeah, Same, very good. He wasn't my dog. But I, I would, you know, take him and watch him. And, um, so. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Hey, thanks for calling. Okay. We appreciate Sherry. Boy, that was work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One eight hundred pet eighteen eighty six. Let's go to Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do for you? Hi. I took my dog in Friday for a surgery to have some mammary tumors removed, mm-hmm. and she didn't make it through the surgery. Oh, that's too bad. And um, I'm just wondering if she's mad at me. No. Uh, what's the name of your dog? Missy. Missy. No, Missy. Missy. Uh, Missy is not mad at you. You. You were doing something very loving to help her, and uh, as I feel it, her heart gave out. Uh, she was older, as it were, and. Uh, yeah, she was almost eight, but she was a very. She was a Yorkie, and she only weighed three pounds, so she yeah. was pretty old and, and for a dog that size. And sometimes it, there's a, you know, when you, they, they put them under, there's a fine line. And, um, and she, no, she's not mad at you at all. I mean, she just released out. They can pop right back into being another dog or a cat or another animal so easily. So um, don't feel bad. You were doing the best thing for her. And, and these things happen, and each soul has a choice, and her soul chose just to move to move away from, from what was going on. 
But Barbara, isn't it true that 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 the animals are not the ones that that are that have the that have a sense of loss? It's us missing the animals. The animals have gone to a better place and have a broader perspective on all of creation. Now, true? Yes, you're you're right. And and what happens is we project that the animals feel the way we. Do. But in fact, the animals release out of the body very quickly, and they're fine, and and um, and they love us just as much. There's no judgments. They don't have judgments like people have judgments. So you're right. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, hey, let's go to another call. Let's go to Gary. Hey, Gary, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I had a question about our cats. We have three cats, uh, an older male who's about 10, and littermates, male and female, that are six. The female of the, the littermates, we have the older male, male, male and female right. littermates, and the female has started bullying the older male lately. Uh, up until about three or four weeks ago, they were great buddies. She'd cuddle with him and so on. Now she is uh, basically confining him to the basement, won't let him out, won't let him... Uh, socialize with the rest of the family. Well, you're lucky today, Gary. Um, we'll talk a little bit about behavior, and then Barbara Morrison, our pet psychic, can and can lend you a little bit more insight into the problem. Okay. So, <clears throat> anyways, uh, now how how long have the cats all been together? Um, well, for the the life of the the two younger ones, about six years now. Okay. Uh, typically, when adult animals just change their behavior suddenly, it's it's due to stress. Now, that stress can, can take a lot of different forms. It could be uh, maybe the older cat, there's something wrong with them, or uh, he's diseased, or they sense that something's different. And any, any, uh, anything different can cause the animals to react uh, uh, aggressively towards one another. So you, the first thing you want to do with cats, whenever they start acting uh, uh, strangely, is to, to get them checked out, uh, spe- specifically the older one. Okay. Um, that's my advice. Now, Barbara, what do you sense is going on here? This is a, kind of a tough one here. Um, that's a that those were really good thoughts on this. I sense something about the female that she's not uh, not feeling well, and he badgers her, and uh, so she's just keeping him at bay, keeping him away from her. And I feel like it's something intestinal for her. Hmm. Has she has she been off her food? Uh, no. No, their their other behavior has been completely normal. I don't know. I'm, I, <laughs> we have a voice here. Um, I I feel I'm feeling like it has to do with she's not feeling well. She doesn't want him to bother her, and she is just making sure he stays away from her. Hmm. So uh, she doesn't want him close. So in any event, uh, uh, Gary, what you want to do is, is uh, it's time for a checkup, a thorough exam of those cats, because that's usually the first sign with cats that something's wrong. They change their behavior in a subtle fashion. They won't always, uh, they, they kind of hide the pain. They won't always hole up somewhere. Sometimes right. they just get aggressive. So get yeah. them checked out. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thanks for calling. You know, to Mark, Brian, and Brad here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. Is your starfish becoming a diva? Give Animal Talk a call. One eight hundred pet eighteen eighty six is the number to call, and we're talking to Barbara Morrison, pet psychic. Hey, let's go to Ron. Hey, Ron, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do for you today? Yes, I had a dog that I had put to sleep about two years ago, and I was just wondering how the dog was doing, and if I jumped the gun and had it put to sleep too soon. Okay, the dog's name, please. Uh, Samantha, and called her Sam for short. Okay. Uh, it feels as if there was um, 
uh, an illness that you you had uh, was kind of like an onset of an illness. Um, she wasn't uh, three or four years old, five years old. Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Well, that's oh. that's close. <laughs> Well, I might not be getting Samantha. <laughs> yeah, I think developed. you're getting Darren. <laughs> she developed a heart problem. There you go. Uh, I um, think there towards the end, she, her kidneys wouldn't work. Does um. she have a problem? Pardon? Did, she had a medical problem. She had bad kidneys. Yeah, okay. towards the end of okay. her last year. All right. I, 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 you know, uh, yeah, I don't feel that you jumped the gun at all. Uh, Barbara, um, Samantha is the most popular uh, dog name uh, for females in uh, in America. So, oh well. <laughs> so you don't know which Samantha you plugged into. You may have gotten, uh, yeah. I might have got a youthful Samantha. That's right. But, but she she must she she felt uh, even at eighteen she felt youthful. Yeah. Um, she wasn't a decrepit 18, as I feel it. She did have her illness, but I don't feel that she was... Um, anyway, I feel like she's fine, and, and she continues to be with you. The animals do that. They come back to stay with us. Do Are there ever any cases that you can sense that uh, animals harbor some resentment after death uh, towards their owners? No, I've never experienced that. I've never read that. No. So that would eliminate about 98% of the questions people <laughs> have about their <laughs> yeah. dogs yeah. after they die. Have, have they ever so, been so uh, mad at their vets? What about, the, what about the, <laughs> yeah. the rats that I feed to snakes? Do they ever resent me? <laughs> they just get a chance to move on to be another rat or, <laughs> you know. Or a snake this time. And a protein or a, source. Or a <laughs> program director. They come back the... as a bill oh. collector. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they can just return as the snake or whatever. But, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, uh, they they don't live their life saying I'm going to build a career and get a big house and ra- raise a family or whatever. Neither do any of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just live moment to moment, and so there's really no agendas when they pass on. They know they can they can move right out and move right back in again. So it's just it's it's the people who have the agendas. Well, Barbara, thank you very much for being with us as always. Oh, and quit you. messing up our phones when you call, will you? <laughs> okay, I'll be better next time. <laughs> Tune down that psychic wavelength thing you do when you get it, okay? <laughs> Too much psychicness. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> now I've got her making up words, see? <laughs> Bye-bye, Barbara. Thanks, Barbara. And you're listening to Mark, Brian, and Brad here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for me. Storm in the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye. Back when we did the radio show live, we would do two hours a night. Actually, there were some nights we did four hours. We would do seven o'clock and eight o'clock live for most affiliates. And then we were on in St. Louis on KSL, I think it was. And uh, we would do two hours for them. Uh, just specifically for them, but then other affiliates started picking up those two hours or one of those two hours. So we had downtime. Uh, In radio, you have the clock hour, and in talk radio, uh, they usually do news at the top of the hour for about five minutes, and the end of the hour comes at like 58.20. So between 58 minutes and 20 seconds till about five minutes and 30 seconds after the hour, we're just there killing time, waiting while news and commercials and whatever play 
Uh, but we streamed the show on the internet. We were working with uh, Yahoo at the time, and we were streaming the show. And we would uh, leave the mics up and sometimes play music or, you know, just so there wasn't dead air for, you know, solid six, seven minutes there. Uh, we would uh, just rant and, and conversations would go off off the rails. And Dr. Brad went off the rails about some construction happening near his clinic. And this was uh, one of the intermissions here to uh, wind things out and it's just you know, brad rarely gets riled up so it's fun to share this this, this is nothing this is not that bad oh no big deal <laughs> <laughs> this this one we get kicked us off of uh, yeah this yeah this one gets you out of anything so you're you're, you're listening rich <coughs> rich okay so, so what so i uh so two weeks ago uh, they're, they're, well, you know, they're putting in the new CVS store next to me, right? Because they found a suburban block without a CVS on it, <laughs> and so oh they had God. to build one. And yeah. uh, so it's not really a big deal. They're just building next to us. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's just a bunch of fat construction workers running around. Not a problem. Then they then they inform us that they're going to have. They call last week, and they say to Christine, no, two weeks ago now, they say they're going to have to put another lane in front because you need a turning lane for the CVS store because of all the people who will be going there. And uh, so what they're going to have to do is close our driveway. Oh, great. So we're going to lose our parking lot. And they say we're going to lose our parking lot for for a couple for, for about four days, is what the gentleman says on the phone. His name, by the way, is Carl. <laughs> His name is Carl. He's the foreman of the site. So Carl uh, informs us he's going to close us down on starting on Monday. And we say, well, you know, that's one of our busier days. It would be better if you did it Tuesday and Thursday. That's what Christine says to him. And then he says, oh, that's, I, I'm, I'm really just telling you this is a courtesy. We're closing it when we want to. Ooh, Ooh. that's nice. So a Carl, now, is this a private construction company? It's a private construction company. So not only do they, they put these things on every corner, but they do it whenever the hell they want, eh? Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Right. So they close us. They close. So basically, I uh, Carl sends one of his workers over to re- reaffirm that he's going to do this on Monday. And I say to the worker, I say, no, no, it's not going to be on Monday. It's going to be on Tuesday because Tuesday's a better day for us, and it's not going to be on Monday. And the worker says, oh, okay, well, give me your card. And I, Carl calls me, so I get to talk to Carl. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you start saying the name Carl, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so I'm talking to, so I talk to Carl, and and, I, and Carl says says he agrees. He says, well, if it's going to inconvenience you, I will have them work around your driveway. You will have your parking lot Monday. There will be no problem. All right. I, I promise you. I promise you, you will not lose your driveway till Tuesday. Oh, and I well, said, that's cool. and so I said, thank you, Carl. <laughs> now, uh, so then I, I drive into work Monday morning. <laughs> There's no driveway. <laughs> All right. There's absolutely no driveway. Oh, drop right. off. Now, a uh, moat. Uh, yeah, it's, it actually, it's gone. There's a guy out there pounding. And, and then, incidentally, he looks like Jesus. He's got long hair and a beard like Jesus, kind of like me, except he's blonde and he's thin and young. And so, for a second, I thought it was. And I thought, well, you know, it's great he has a second job. Yeah. And then oh. he says, so I, say, oh, so I say, I asked him, I said, did anyone tell you not to break down the driveway? And he said, he said, no, no, no one told me. And so I go over, and I, and I go talk to find Carl to talk. <laughs> and so I, I find Carl, and basically I look like a baseball manager who's really mad. I'm just like <laughs> running up to people. I'm like chest to chest arguing with Carl about this. And I said, so Carl, you're just basically full of shit, right, Carl? You're just lying to me. You're just you're making that. And Carl's like, no, I'm not, I didn't lie to you at all. And I said, what day is it, Carl? And he said, it's Monday. And I said, so you lied to me, didn't you, Carl? And, and, and again... You know, we, we argued for about, because, well, frankly, what's he going to do now? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I argued with him. And uh, just at that point, a dog came in, had to park next door, who couldn't breathe. 
And so we had to carry the dog on a stretcher from next door. And the whole time I'm yelling at Carl. I parked my car so I blocked their driveway um, so that they couldn't do their construction work. And they were upset about that. But anyway, then another, then when I, they, they basically point out that we're blocking our driveway at two at that point because now it's, we're a shared driveway. Anyway, it turns out I go over, I move my car after we get the dog stabilized, the one that can't breathe. The, a gentleman comes up who is the other foreman. He works under Carl. And we argue a little bit. And I'm, I'm taking a lot out here because they were being kind of, you know, asses about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman says to me, and I quote, he says to me, Wow, I thought long-haired people were supposed to be free spirits and mellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I said to him, now, I'm, I'm relatively well-educated. I'm relatively well-spoken, well-read. Here, uh, honest to God, I think I'm clever, too. Here's what I thought of. All I could think of was to give him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, apparently, well, that worked. And, uh, and we still don't have a driveway. Can you tell Joe that we have a, on, on line one, we have an interview. Get his phone number. Tell him we'll call him back right after the interview so he doesn't have to be an old. Through the, yeah, through the Raven Simone interview. Yeah, so we'll call Who is that? Huh? <laughs> Different city. <laughs> I already heard Different that. Different feed. But anyway, we still don't have a driveway. Yikes. That's a rant and a half. Flipping them the bird. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, you know that, that when you want to say something, but nothing you think of says enough, but you have to do that. <laughs> nothing but the bird will do. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so then yeah, get Joe's phone number. And we'll one call of my technicians, back. one of my technicians went out and was talking to them. He, actually, the construction worker said, "I, you know, I have a dog. He, he says, I have a dog. I was hoping to bring him in to be seen. Um, can I make an appointment? And she says, okay, sure. Just and don't then he tell says, him you're working over here. And then he says, you know, uh, who's that ass that keeps coming out yelling at us? <laughs> <laughs> who's that ass? So, so it's going to be a surprise when he comes in for his appointment. Hi, I'm Dr. S. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my workshop. <laughs> so anyway. So I'd like to ask you a question. <laughs> the only thing I can think of doing is I'm going to call Carl every day for the next year and tell him he's a liar. <laughs> uh, Carl, hi, this is Dr. Brad again. Yeah, you're a big fat liar. <laughs> hi, Carl. But just say Carl a few times. You just you just can't stop. I'm not, I'm not even going to start. <laughs> Carl, uh, I do believe your pants are ablaze. <laughs> yes. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Every single sentence had one or two Carls in it. <laughs> even people aren't Carl now are Carl to me. Oh, man. It's so much better in the headphones, too. <laughs> you know, we couldn't just sit here and talk about it. No. <laughs> and they had to have the cans on. Like I said, when the mics go off. I don't even want to talk Well, that was for Rich. Bitch. Rich wanted to rant. Uh, oh, that was great, too. I didn't have uh, it in you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I didn't have the energy for one. Well, well worth it. You know, he's too tired from having to walk all the way across from the other parking lot all week. <laughs> well, also trying to find out where to park well, my look, car Carl's to block the most. <laughs> Carl, yeah, Carl on line one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carl. Oh, this is Yahoo. Did he say shit? <laughs> Um, yeah, Brad, this is Carl. Um, you don't even have the right to have long hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great.